0: hello and welcome back to another episode if you want to do what today we've got rob shotten on he's the co-founder of loose heads hi rob
1: hello how are we doing
0: yeah good mate you yeah
1: yeah very well thank you thanks for
0: having me on oh absolute pleasure as we were saying just before we started this um this recording me and tom are, are both rugby players so we think what you're doing is incredibly cool um and do you want to just tell us a quick bit about what you actually do
1: Yeah, of course. So um, I'm the one of the three co-founders of Luceds, and Luceds is a mental health charity, um, a rugby mental health charity. Our whole mission is to place a mental health lead into every rugby club in the world. Um, And we're on a bit of a mission to normalise the conversation around mental health and ultimately tackle the stigma.
0: So let's go way back to the beginning of your career. Um, how did that start? What were you doing? Did you go to university?
1: Yeah. So, um, to take it all the way back, I think I always wanted to get into sport. I think it's important, you know, to enjoy what you do. It's, um, it's everyday life, isn't it? So you've got to enjoy what you do. Um, so that was the first thing, um, I, I always knew I wanted to get into sport because it's a passion of mine. Um, all the way through, you know, school, um, I played rugby and football. Um, and, um, it was just something that I wanted to, I wanted to do, but that's what, where I wanted to forge a career. So that's where it all started. And then, um, I went to university, I did uh, a business management degree, kept uh, kept my options wide open, um, because I didn't quite know where I wanted to go, but I always knew I wanted to get into sport. And, um, yeah, I think that, that, that's sort of where it started. And then I, uh, I did two, the first two years of uni and then I did a year out in industry and that's where you know, the, the sort of sport came in. Um, I was looking for, for jobs in, a, in in the sporting industry and uh, something back home. So I went to university in Bristol. I'm originally from up north. I uh, went to university in Bristol and um, went back up north uh, for a year and worked for Macclesfield Town Football Club. And um, I worked in the commercial side there, uh, but I got involved in, you know, Macclesfield's not, not the biggest club in the world. I got involved in a whole host of Activities, a whole host of different things, um, and the commercial manager actually left um, about a month and a half into my role there. So it was sort of everything was put on me, and I didn't really. It was my first proper job, I guess, and um, it was sort of a sink, sink or swim. And I, I think I swam. And learned quite a lot during that year. Um, that's where it all started, and then went back to to university, finished off my final year, and then two weeks after university, actually, uh, I set up loose heads.
0: Oh wow! Is that quick? So,
1: <laughs> it so was, you... but it's only just become a full time job. So only uh, two months into being full time with loose Heads. and that was five years ago. Wow. Um So yeah, it wasn't sort of over overnight, like you say. It wasn't. It wasn't as quick as as uh, people might think. But that that you know, two weeks after university, um, that's when um, that's when we sort of
2: had the conversation at the end of the bar, and and that's where loose Heads was born. And where was the drive for Loose Heads? Where did it um, sort of stem from? Yeah, I
1: think, um, so just taking you back, so five years ago, it was um, all good rugby stories starting the bar, don't they? And um, <laughs> this one does as well. So Loose Hedge was actually, it was born out of Wilmslow Rugby Club Bar um, during the Lions Tour of New Zealand in 2017. And um, we were three of us, me, my dad, and a good friend of ours, Dave, who... You know, talking about our rugby stories our rugby journeys but more importantly it was about the people that we'd met along the way um we'd all had mates that had had what we described back then as a bit of a life wobble felt that we couldn't do anything positive for those mates other than say you know that typical bloke thing uh do you fancy another beer mate which just doesn't really help um yeah. the tracks and, and that impotence drove us to form as now, Lou said. It was, like I say, time it was a German idea back then, and we didn't really know what we were doing or where we were going to take it, um, or whether it was going to work. But the more we sort of looked into it, we realised that there wasn't much going on in this space, and we wanted to be good Samaritans and not bad ones. We didn't want to cross on the other side of the road, and we wanted to, we wanted to help.
0: And um, why do you think? Um, it sort of was born out of, of rugby. Is that because that was just your personal sporting background, or do you think it's maybe a good environment to start having these conversations in?
1: Yeah, I think initially, yeah, you're spot on. I think it's because it's our sport. We can eat, breathe, sleep, talk about rugby until the cows come home. It's it's our sport. It's what we lo- know. It's what we love. Um, it's what we indulge in um, most of the most of the time. But um, I think as, on top of that, I think rugby, like you say, is, is that sport that's got the togetherness the camaraderie the clubhouse feel you walk into any clubhouse in the world you've instantly got 40 new mates um and it's got you know the community um the, the, the community feel um you know you, we we want to place i've mentioned it before but we want to place a, a mental health lead into every rugby club uh in in the world you know every rugby club's got a, a first team coach a physio a fixture secretary why can't we have a uh, you know, a loose head, a mental health lead in there as well. But yeah, I think rugby is is just that sport that's got the it, it, the people who play rugby. You you know, you two mentioned that you're you're very into your rugby yourselves. Um, you, you'll both completely understand that whole community feel. And I think there's a lot of people that don't don't play rugby sort of look in and go, "What's this rugby thing all about?" But it is it's it's that community. It's the family.
0: Hundred mm, percent. So let's just step away from from loose Heads just for a second and just go back to your your career. So you've come out of university. Um you started looseheads, But you said it's only just become a full-time job. So what were you doing alongside it to kind of, you know, pay the rent, I guess.
1: Yeah. So um I started out um I got a job for a company called Byron. Um I was a uh, I was working on behalf of FIFA, so working very closely on the FIFA World Cup in 2018. So responsibilities were sort of liaising with all the partners sort of on the commercial side. So Coca-Cola's, McDonald's, um, making sure that they had the tickets and making sure that they were, they were very happy. I I, I was there for about six, seven months. Um, I actually left just before the World Cup and went traveling. Um, one of the best things I've, I've ever done, would recommend it to absolutely everyone. I went traveling for, for six months around the world. So I went to Asia, Australia, uh, New Zealand, Fiji, South America, America as well. So never stayed oh, wow. anywhere longer than 4 days and I think I learned a lot in that, that, that those 6 months. Um, came back I obviously knew I wanted to get into sport but I didn't actually know whether I wanted to get into football or rugby. Um, big fan of both rugby sort of my sport obviously because of with loose heads but I'm a big big football fan as well and um I didn't really know whether to, to which direction to go in. So I actually um studied applying for, for both rugby and football jobs but a job came up which was both which was bristol sport and um you know working i got a job at, at bristol sport as sort of working in a commercial team again uh working with the partners but across the five clubs under the bristol sport umbrella so that's bristol city football bristol bears uh rugby and bristol flyers uh basketball and women's teams as well so um working within the, the sort of sponsorship activation team um Working on a whole host of things, um, account managing twenty five main sponsors across the Bristol Sport Group, including national and international clients as well. Wow. Working very closely with uh, Premiership Rugby and EFL, and um, you know, just just chuck myself into that for three and a half years, uh, learned a lot, and then yeah, of course, in the last couple of couple of months, I've I've taken that big scary leap of faith into mm. full time. Full time, said so? yeah that's that's sort of my journey from the end of university to where i am now
0: i mean from the outside the the bristol thing sounds really good fun i guess the time timeline would kind of line up with the they kind of branded it was bristol bears and that that kind of environment must have been a really really fun environment to, to work in
1: absolutely 100 percent. i think um so the the rebrand was just before i started but um obviously join yeah, join the bears and the whole culture and inspiring the community through rugby success and, and and all of that. So it was um it was really cool. And Pat Lamb is probably the most inspiring bloke I've ever I've ever met. Uh, I could listen to that guy for hours and hours and hours and I've told him that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think Bears is a, a special place. Um, Love, loved working there, loved being a part of it.
0: So do you have a moment where along this kind of loose edge journey, you kind of went, wow, okay, this is, this is happening. We've got some traction here. Do you remember a, a specific moment or has it been quite a long journey in process?
1: Um, I think that, yeah, there has been, so the two moments uh, sort of stick out when you ask that question. So the first one was um, quite a while ago now. So some guy got in touch with us on, on Instagram. He messaged and said, you know, anxiety got the best, the better of me. Um, I quit rugby 12 years ago. I've not played it since, but I've been following loose heads. I feel part of a, a wider community. I feel part of something bigger than myself. And I want to get back into playing rugby. So he, he picked up a rugby ball again because of loose heads, but But um, yeah. just taking it one step further, he he actually sent in a photo of a tattoo he'd got right next to his watch strap. And it was the loose heads logo. And he said... <laughs> I will wear, you know, I'll, I'll wear my watch, or I'll, I'll look down at my watch um, quite a lot during the day and it'll just remind me that, um, you know, it's okay not to be okay, it's okay to have those those down days. Um, and then, funnily enough, to, well, funnily enough, but two weeks later, um, his girlfriend messaged and said, uh, you know, he's messaging and, and thank you, um, but one thing he didn't say is that you've, you've actually, you've saved his life. And that, for us, wow. was sort of that, that moment where we sort of thought, right, we're we're actually helping people. We're 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 onto something. Um, people believe in what we do. Um, and and we often we, we said this when we started this, but if we can help just one person, then it's then it's all been worth it. We know we we win a little bit. Um, mm. those years it's not about winning, is it? It's about changing people's lives for the better. But on that one occasion, it was um yeah, a, a bit of an eye-opener um, and, and to show that we were onto something. The second one was um, during lockdown I um, I actually I was on furlough at Bristol Sports which gave me a, a, a bit more of an opportunity to you know focus on Loose Heads a little bit more and I think that was quite a nice it was, it was no secret that Loose Heads is what I wanted to do full time mm. Um it was also quite nice because Loose Heads was that community where people felt safe and during lockdown there was a lot of people that were looking out for Loose Heads and, and the community so to focus on it a little bit more was, was, was ace. Um, but I had a phone call uh, from a, a random number during um, lockdown. I answered it, and it was Craig Doyle, face and voice of BT Sport. Oh, wow. And I just thought, how on earth, you know, what, what's going on here? Um, and he just said, look, I want to get involved in loose heads. I love what you're doing. And he's just he's one thing that he said was, I think you're onto something here. And that sort of stuck with me. So those two things um, pretty much well about four or five months apart um so they were the sort of the moments where we realized that this could be a, a a full-time job and and we wanted it to be a full-time job and we sort of owe it to our followership and the people that you know we work with to to really give this a proper crack now And that's exactly what we're doing
2: wow and how is uh lucas doing how is your goal of putting uh, a mental health advisor in every rugby club
1: yeah, so we're currently working with um, five hundred rugby clubs around the world. So four hundred of those sort of UK, UK-based, and hundred sort of dotted around, um, mostly in USA. After that, and then Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, sort of those English-speaking rugby-loving nations. But we've also got clubs um, in, you know, Hong Kong, Singapore, Portugal, Netherlands, Belgium. So um, yeah, it's really cool to to sort of see it grow. Um, we give every club that we work with so those 500 clubs have access to a toolkit that's free we want it to be free and accessible for the whole rugby community uh, within that toolkit they get access to 10 components so i'll just run through a couple of those so mental health training so an introduction into what mental health is which is a positive thing that three of us on this call have um how to spot signs in your teammates of, of mental ill health how to create kind of cultures at your rugby club so that's sort of a a first version of a mental health training we're currently working on a second version we also work with uh, a couple of partners so govox which is a well-being check-in platform uh talk club says what it is on the team we want to set up a talk club at every one of those 500 rugby clubs uh one of the other things that you know 10 components i won't list them all but one one more that we we need to um shout about i'll i'll say um is uh, is actually a collaboration with shout um which is a tech service so uh, if you text, um, you know, rugby to, to their number, it'll um, it'll pull up a, an operator within um, within a couple of minutes, and uh, that's that's been a major milestone for us, especially given that we um, we get a few messages through on social media and from our partner clubs to say, you know, people need help right now, and, and, and we've often said this that we aren't the experts, um, mm-hmm. we we can't work on cure. Um, what we do is we work within what we call the loose head square, which is prevent, promote, educate, signpost. And, um, you know, when, when people actually get in touch and say they need help right now, we, we're we not qualified to do that. So this tech service is, has allowed us to to sort of, you know, it allows that that cure element, um, which, which is a, a major milestone, like I say. Um, but no, in answer to your question, really well, um, obviously 500 isn't, Every club in the world, so and it's it's, but it's uh, it's important to fall in love with the the whole process of of placing a mental athlete in every single one of those clubs. Um, well, we will we'll never get there, but um, we can uh, we can give it a good crack.
0: So I think people listening to this, obviously, this is all about careers. And I think what you're doing is incredibly cool. Um, and I think this will only, uh, you know, people of our generation, younger mental health is more and more of a thing, you know, thankfully. Um, but, you know, somebody starting something like this and growing it, have you got any advice for anybody sort of stepping into the world of mental health charity?
1: Cool. What a question. <laughs> what a question. Um, I think four four things for for us. Um sort of our, our core behaviors, I think um, and if I just run through yeah run through those I guess they're they're sort of what we live and breathe every day that we we, we sort of run run loose ends. but the first one is crawl walk sprint. So everything that we uh, everything that we do, um, we don't we don't go into it straight away. We, we sort of crawl, make sure that it works, we then walk and then we sprint um, if, it, if it is working so that's probably one of the first things I'd, I'd sort of say um it's something that's that sort of got us to where we are today uh, not leap into anything at 100 miles an hour the second one <laughs> in contrast is jfdi which is just i'll, pick, I'll let you figure out that second word <laughs> um so you know a bit, you know uh, perfect is the enemy of done so if something is not quite there but it's ready to go i think just get it out there um, if you're again, same goes for if you're sort of umming and ahring over setting something up, I think just go for it. Perfect is the enemy of done. You don't have to be absolutely 100% ready. Um, just chuck yourself into it and things will fall into place. The third thing is business unusual. I think one of the things that we often say, so, you know, who, who set up a company to give away money? Um, but also, it's it's that whole thing about always doing the right thing. Um, there's things that have popped up at at loose heads where um we could go one or two ways but it's always about picking the the right thing um especially as a you know as a mental health charity and the fourth thing is that whole coming back to the the importance of community and community is at the heart of everything that we do um we're three guys that set loose heads up but it's not about us it's about us in terms of the wider sense of the word us it's about the rugby community it's about everyone just like rugby is for everyone, we say that loose heads is for everyone. And the direction of loose heads is not necessarily about us, the three of us. It's it's about where everyone else wants this this um this organization
0: to go. Um so as this space evolves, you know, there's going to be jobs in different charities in mental health spaces and you've only just gone full-time at Loose Heads so it's kind of an unfair question but as the company grows what kind of jobs do you foresee um, being at Loose Heads and companies similar to yours in the mental health space and then what kind of qualities do people need um, to succeed in those roles?
1: Yeah I think yeah like I say it it won't be just yet but hopefully as we grow we we, 100% we want to want to grow the team as well. Um, I think there's there's you know a few different areas of the business. So one of those is um, someone who can go out and, and sort of deliver conversations, deliver talks to the 500 clubs. So feet on the ground is obviously at the moment because we're three guys and we're trying to reach every rugby club in the world. We've tried to keep everything sort of online. Um, but we would like to leave a legacy as well at clubs and, and sort of go in and visit. So some, someone who can sort of deliver um uh, you know, chats at rugby clubs up and down the country um, and, and obviously further afield at some point as well. Um, I think it's important to, it's content, 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 isn't it? So someone who can um, go out and, and film and, and we, we've all, we've often talked about that. So uh, a videographer, a photographer, um, someone that can sort of capture everything that we're doing because it's important to tell that story. Uh, it's all about storytelling and story doing, isn't it? So those are the two um, two areas of focus as well. I think as we grow as well, we'd love to have loose heads advocates. So uh, in each region, uh, someone who sort of looks after um, the clubs in in that region, that area, uh, we'd love to have that that central sort of loose edge contact. Um, there's only so much that the three of us can do. So having sort of those, those loose edge advocates is is key as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's sort of three, three areas that we've spoken about as we grow. I'm sure there'll be lots of areas that that will pop up. Um, And then just to ask, answer the the second part of your, your question there. I think most people, I think most people that hire anyone, you know, will say exactly the same thing, but 70%, 80%, 90% of an interview is, is all about finding out what the person is like, whether they'd fit into the culture and get on with the team as well as, whether they're keen and do they have the appetite for the job. It's not necessarily about do they have the qualifications? Obviously that's important, but I think it's more about the person, the actual individual. It's that old Jim Collins concept, isn't it, of, of getting the right people on the bus and then getting them into the right positions. Mm-hmm. Um and equally the wrong people off the bus. Um, but you know, it's it's all about hiring people that have the appetite for the job, um, but allowing people the freedom. So get good people on board and Setting them free. Um, I think that's that's quite quite important. Um some of the things that we we look for in ambassadors. So we have thirty top flight ambassadors, um, you know, across top top flight rugby, um across the premiership, across MLR, across United Rugby Championship and and, and worldwide. Something we look for in in ambassadors, and I think it would be exactly the same for you know if and when we get to the point where we can look to expand the team at loose heads, but just a, a list here is, uh, you know, be, be humble, uh, be approachable, be keen and enthusiastic, be a good person, be kind, be up for a laugh and have rugbyness. Um <laughs> they're, they're some of the things that, we, you know, we, we speak about um, when we look for for new ambassadors. So I think it, it's exactly the same um, mm. for, for that.
0: Great answer. And what would you say has been the biggest positive You've taken away from this whole journey and then starting it all?
1: Poor, biggest positive. I think for me, it's um, before, you know, when I was growing up, I probably didn't hear the term mental health until, you know, uh, later on in school. Um, I didn't hear about it at all. So, and now it's becoming a bit more of a, a normal conversation. Everyone's at least heard of the term. Whether they like the term or not I, I don't know it's our job to sort of break down that stigma what we do is we talk about mental fitness so sort of change the dialogue to keep it quite uh, quite positive so just to put that into context you know mental fitness just like physical fitness you go to a gym to get fit but you keep going to stay fit so mental fitness we work on ourselves to get in a better headspace but it's a continual cycle um and and sort of using that Dialogue that you know that that whole conversation around mental fitness is quite important. So I think that's one of the things that I've learned. I think without loose ends and uh, it being, as I mentioned it before, but it's a a learning curve um, with with mental health and mental fitness, and I'm still learning. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest positive because I think I've taken away things that can one help help me, and and you know I, you know, my mental health is good at the moment. Um, so it's it's working on myself and, and my, my mental fitness, but it's also checking in on mates um, and making sure that I'm carrying on that conversation and every opportunity I'm, I'm talking about it. So I think without loose heads, I probably wouldn't have done that. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest positive to me and the people I know and, and my family, my friends and, and checking in on them. So that's probably that's probably that.
2: On the uh, flip side of that, what have been some of the biggest challenges you've faced um, on this journey so far? oh good question um <laughs> I'm not sure you know I've
1: enjoyed it I've enjoyed most of it um probably ninety five percent of it i've I've enjoyed um I think the challenges come with running your running your own business slash charity um I think you know there are days where the three of us that that set this up um obviously I can't talk to the other two but I know this is this is the case where we sort of think, you know, are we making a difference? Uh, because what what everything that we do, um, I know that the the success story that I spoke about before, it shows that we we have helped at least one person. But, um, you know, it's, it is difficult running, you know, setting up and, and running a, a charity. Um, so that, that, you know, that, that that is a challenge in itself. Um, but we just got to keep going. Uh, we, you know, like I said before, if we can help just one person, uh, we win a little bit so we just got to keep going
2: and uh would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now
1: yes 100 percent. it's the best thing i do it's um rugby is my sport It's what i love it's um you know, my mum and dad actually met at a rugby club bar it's been ingrained in me ever since i was very young my dad chucking a rugby ball at me um ever since i can remember um so mixing rugby with Mental health, mental fitness, um, and and helping people, and um, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. It's um, it, it gets me up in the morning. Um, I, I absolutely love it. So, absolutely, one hundred percent, yes.
2: If anyone uh, was struggling, what would be some steps you recommend them to take um, as soon as possible?
1: I think every, everyone's different, but I think talking is probably the main one. Um, I think we we had a I mean, if we had an interview with. Rocky Clark, Craig Doyle and Caden Murley on Friday. And we asked the same question to them and all three of them answered with the exact same thing. And that's what I'm answering with. And it's talking, um, you know, it is, it is the most difficult step, but it's actually the easiest as well, because once you've done it, you'll feel so much better for yourself You know, and the people that you, you talk, whether it's you know, your friends, your family, your close support network, they all want to help you. They all want to be there for you. Um, so I think that's my biggest advice. It's uh, it's talk.
0: Well, Rob, thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat to us. I think what you're doing is really, really cool. And um, I wish you the best of luck with it all.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
2: Really appreciate it.
0: Pleasure. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Um, where can people find you
2: and Looseheads and everything um, related?
1: Yeah, so we're Looseheads with a Z because we think we're cool, but in reality <laughs> we're not actually that cool. But um, it's it's looseheads.co.uk. That's the website. And uh, it's, yeah, at Looseheads on all social media platforms. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, if, if any rugby fan, um, volunteer player is, is you know, listening into this, uh, we'd love to get your club signed up to the partnership programme. All information on the website. Um, but, yeah, that's um, that's us.
0: Brilliant. Thanks, Rob.
1: Thank you.